0: Hello and welcome to the look back at 2022 edition of the education
1: podcast with Martin and Rob. In this episode, we look back at some of our best bits from 2022. We revisit Community's biennial conference and listen to the motion on Ukraine. We listen to the interview with Nyla Khan from September, and we close with the Stephen Lawrence state poem, Any Bus Stop in England.
0: So what a year, Martin, it's been on the podcast. It's been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable this year. And there's been way more highlights than we could possibly get into the podcast today. And just to run through some of them that we talked about getting in, but haven't been able to, in January, we talked with Ben Richards about becoming a workplace rep. We talked about pensions, which might not sound like an exciting thing, but I thought it was a great podcast.
1: Absolutely. Pensions is one of those things which is key to all of our members, no matter how young, or how old. It's absolutely true, though, that it's not a very sexy subject, but it is a critical one that members keep an eye on and keep a check on. As is the idea of any other reasonable tasks, and we looked at that myth in March this year. Equally important is social media. We know that our members spend an awful lot of time on social media, and it's important that we all know how to protect ourselves. Then we had the conference
0: in June and we did a couple of podcasts around that. And there was loads of stuff we could have got in. We had interviews with Caroline MacDonald, with Jessica Toll. And we followed up in August with a student
1: loans chat with Dean Osgood that just missed out on the best bits by the skin of its teeth. And obviously, as we've moved into the new academic year, we've looked at the pay campaign, organising in higher education and Just last month, we touched on inspection and intervention from Ofsted. Take a look back at what we have covered in 2022, and we hope you enjoy what we have chosen in this special edition of the Education Podcast.
0: So first up, our first highlight from 2022, which we're going to have a little listen to again, was the motion put forward to the conference in June, which took place in Belfast, that Martin and I were lucky enough to attend. And uh, the motion put forward by Melinda Standring on the conflict in Ukraine.
2: On the 12th of March this year,
0: after a family conversation, we decided that we might be able to offer refuge to a small family from the Ukraine. After a few further lucky conversations with a colleague and
2: a former colleague of my husband's and some bureaucracy, on the 15th of May, we welcomed Grandma Tanya, Mother Natasha, and Sasha, who celebrated his ninth birthday on day four of safety. The picture you see is day 11, a freedom all children should have, the freedom to laugh, And run and fly a kite. It's an emotional
0: journey. Yes, that was one of the more moving speeches we heard at conference, wasn't it, Martin?
1: Yeah, and the photograph of the young child flying a kite whilst running across the beach was a particularly heart-stopping moment. Still, quite an emotional thing to listen back to, even some months later, knowing that the conflict in Ukraine continues. And we really hope that there will be some resolution to that conflict very, very soon. In our September edition of the podcast, we were fortunate enough to speak with Nyla Khan. Now, Nyla Khan is a teacher working in a large secondary school in London, and she spoke to us about being a workplace rep.
0: Naila, thanks so much for joining us. If I can kick us off really with uh, an initial question of originally what made you choose voice as I'm sure it was at the time, now now, community?
2: Um, when I started at the school I'm working at now, um, I had a friend who already worked there who was on the senior leadership team and we were talking one day and she said to me that she was part of voice and there were no other people there that were voice and it would be really good if the two of us, if I joined voice and as a pair, we could actually stand together when it came to things to do with the union. So I looked into it and I thought, well, from what she'd said, she was very positive about it. And the deputy head at the time was also part of voice. So there was three of us actually, that then became part of the voice group at the school. So she just wanted the numbers to go up um, because she thought, you know, with with a few of us, we could actually get our points across a little bit better.
0: That's great. That's really interesting. I think as well because that's almost giving you the first taste of one of the main roles of the job of a rep is to recruit people, and you kind of were recruited kind of by somebody, and then you, you and you mentioned just there the idea of being collective and and standing yes. together. So it's really interesting that that was how you first started. So so then eventually you. decided to become a rep Um, could you talk us through that decision were you approached by somebody or did you approach the union what happened
2: interestingly enough it was the other union reps who actually said it would be really good again for the school um, and for all the members if all the reps stood together and as there was no rep for voice they said to me would you stand? And I said, um, I was a little bit hesitant if I'm being really honest to start with because I didn't know what came with it. Um, but they did explain that there would be training that you would provide and actually it would be really good for me, especially in the role, I was a behaviour support manager at the time. So I was working with a lot of children with behavioural difficulties. Um, and a lot of staff used to ask me questions and you know ask my advice about things. So they said I was really well suited to the role. So I said, OK, and I thought, let me try it. There's no harm in trying something. If I I, I, I always thought that if I didn't like it or if I didn't want to do it, I could always step down. But actually, without stepping up first, I wouldn't actually find out what a rep would do or how, how much you would have to do or, you know, how influential you could be in the school by being a rep. So I thought, well, OK, so I put in, I said, all right, I'll do, the, um, I'll do the rep. I'll stand for so- rep and then i have got the training.
0: Yeah and I think that's a really good way of looking at it you know sort of we're not going to hold anyone's feet to the coals if they decide it's not for them they decide it's not for them and for you you sort of decided I'll give it a go yes. um, and and actually you've enjoyed it and you mentioned doing the training there now this might be yeah. a question you can't remember the uh, the details of but can you remember how long it was roughly between becoming a rep and getting that training?
2: It was only two or three I, I think it was two months so I, I put myself forward I wrote to you and um and within two months, I was called to do the rep training. So it wasn't it wasn't that long. Well,
0: that's good so, that on this that, that we, we managed to make that happen quickly for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, being my responsibility, yeah. I'm pleased it wasn't a very long time. But yeah. I think the reason I was asking that question was I was interested, and we'll come on to the the, the training in a minute. But I was interested to know if you felt a, a big difference, um, a big change in your approach to being a rep after the training compared to before.
2: Absolutely, a huge difference. Um It's the knowledge you know when i when i had the training and i i was a lot more confident with what i was actually saying to people um but also i had that responsibility now i felt that i had to start recruiting people without stepping on anyone's toes or you know such i would never poach or anything like that but it was um it was the knowledge that actually helped me feel a lot more confident about what i was saying and with, that also meant that when we were having meetings, say, with the head teacher as joint union reps, you know, I, I was confident enough to say this is what I'd like to put across without feeling, oh, everybody else knows a lot more than I do. So it was hugely beneficial. It made me a lot more confident. And um, I I now feel that I represent the other members a lot better having had the training. All of that's really interesting. Could you tell us a little
1: bit about what the uh, training actually entailed so what did you have to do and 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 how long did it take because i'm aware that other people might be listening that are thinking oh i quite fancy doing that but how much time do i have to dedicate to the training and then you know as a follow-up question when i am trained how much time am i giving up to do this in my job.
2: So the training was uh, for a day, and I think I was lucky because I think there was only another two people there. So it was quite intense training. So we could ask all our questions. So we went through. Um, Robert, Rob went through a lot of the things that we were meant to know, so there was a booklet and we had to look through the booklet. But I think the beauty of having fewer people there was we could actually ask our questions. So if there was something we didn't understand or, or if there were questions that we, could, that we were bringing from our own workplace, saying, well, actually, this isn't being covered. Can we actually ask, what would you do in this situation? Those questions were being asked. So it was a day's training. Um, it was quite informal. But I think that made it so much more accessible for us, the people that were there. Because I remember at lunchtime, we were there talking and, and, and we all commented on actually how personable everybody was and actually it wasn't such a intimidating process oh oh my god i've got to remember all of these things and i think you were repeatedly saying if you're stuck at any point give us a ring and we'll still um, support you through it um so to be honest with you i think you know the day was brilliant um it was a bit far but you know you know (laughs) it it, it was good um and then afterwards um your second question how much time do i have to devote to it we have um fortnightly um, sometimes sometimes monthly meetings with the head teacher as reps. So um, it's an hour, either fortnightly or monthly, whichever she decides or whatever the union reps decide. And then I have a meeting with the reps. Um, So it's actually not that much more time that I'm giving, because even when I wasn't a rep, you know, when people were coming to me, I think I was giving more time then than I am now. Um, So very doable. And um, as I said, I'm really pleased that I'm a rep.
0: It's really good to hear that your head teacher provides you with regular meetings. You know, again, way before I worked for what was VoiceNow Community, uh, I was a rep as well. And and that's one of the things that we had at my school was we had half termly meetings, I think they were, so yours are even more regular. And I found that to be really really useful and I think any employer that can do that or any rep that can make that happen with their employer I just think that's the best way of doing it right like let, let's get things out in the open before they become a problem and thankfully there were never any major problems when I was a, a workplace rep but you know I can remember one very small one and it was really it was a small change the head teacher wanted to make to the timings of the school day and the feedback from staff was like, this is a really bad idea. And the head teacher just said, well, in that case, we won't do it. You know, it's that kind of simple. And that was all because of the feedback through the union rep. So I think it's really useful. and It's great that you've got that. And I would recommend to anyone else listening um, who is a rep or was thinking of being a rep, that that's a really good way to go and have those informal meetings and have them regularly. So they're not scary and they're not reactionary. Uh, they're preventative, perhaps. So you've done the training, uh, you've, you've you know you've gone back into your workplace. Has anything in in the meantime, instead sort of that time in between, been surprising to you as a rep? You know, has anything sort of come up that, you, or, or any avenues open to you that you were a bit surprised about, or or anything like that?
2: Um, yes, what I have found quite surprising is I know you've just said that it's really good to have those meetings and stuff, but I've actually found that sometimes when you do have these meetings, um, I think sometimes the leadership team do fob you off a little bit by saying yeah yes we're thinking about it or yes we'll take it into account and they don't but i think the positive to that is actually you do still get to say your bit and i think as long as you're saying your bit or for your members or you know speaking openly for staff members or anybody i think it's good that actually it's actually said right even if they're fobbing you off um because nobody can then say, well, actually we didn't say it. And I don't, I, I don't know if that if that's coming across very well, but I just think you get your say. And sometimes actually they don't go along with what you're saying, but you've had your voice, you know, you've been able to say what your concerns are.
1: I think that is the art of negotiation, of course, isn't it? I mean, we see that at every level of, of the union in our negotiations nationally with with government and other stakeholders. They will obviously listen to us, whether or not they take on board what we've said, whether or not they listen to our concerns. That's a completely different thing. But you're absolutely right. We are representing the members views. We're putting those forward and we're making sure that our voice is at least heard, even if later on there's nothing that the person can do to to change the way that things are going to be done or what is going to be done. At least we have had our say. Yes.
2: Yeah, and I think that's really important because also we don't always know what's happening behind the scenes. And I think um, what I've learned is, you know, when you go in very, very calmly and start off with, I might not be understanding the whole picture. I don't. I might not have taken it all in, but actually this is where we're coming from and explaining it. Um, I feel a lot better. The members know that actually their point of view has been put forward and we're all doing it very much for each other. And I think that's really important.
0: I think that's one of the strengths of immunity, obviously formally voice, is that we do that kind of methodical, this is our case way of negotiating, as Martin just referred to, negotiating tactics. Of course, it's important to be assertive, but the way that I certainly I work and then I guess, therefore, the way I train reps is, be methodical, going with lots of evidence, explaining the case to them, put the, put the case forward and what the positives to the employer and so on. And, and if they choose not to listen afterwards, like you say, you've kind of, you've you've done your, you know, you've done your best at that point. You've explained everything. And they've still chosen not to do it. And you can decide between the people in the school, the members in the school, how you follow up on that, if at all, after that. But I think that's a really good way of doing it. Uh, so I suppose the last question then, um, Naila, if I may, is um, what would you, what advice would you give to anyone thinking of becoming a rep or who's newly become a rep
2: if you're a new rep i would say call up i know sometimes it looks like you're being a bit of a pain and i've done it um if you're not sure about something because i think it's really important that you give the right advice not what just seems right to you um so keep asking um and i think it's really important that if you are a sole person even if you're a sole person or there's only two of you that somebody does stand up to be a rep because I think you get a lot more um it's not respect but actually you're listened to if there is a rep in the place of work um I know you you have uh, members that are not just in schools but wherever you are I think if you want a voice if you do want to be heard I think it's really important that you have a rep and not just be part of a union um and i i certainly learned that when we had no rep and the difference that there is now for me and the members having a rep in the actual school so do it i think i, I would say somebody do it somebody stand um step up for it
0: yeah nana really is fantastic and we hope to have her back on at some point to talk about uh, some of the things discussed in that first interview with her Now, for me, the absolute highlight was back in April when we did a Stephen Lawrence Day special episode. And if you've not heard it yet, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that one again, especially. Not only did we have the fantastic poem that we're about to hear recorded by uh, local children, but also had fantastic interviews with both our very own Letitia McCalla and also member Chris Knight on their experiences in the workplace. So let's hear that fantastic poem again, and I really hope you enjoy this. Any bus stop in England in memory of Stephen Lawrence. He was one, they were more. They were above the law. At the bus didn't come, his journey was over before it barely begun.
2: They walk, he has fallen,
0: they laugh and talk. His voice has been stolen, that the bus doors that did not open. Justice stays closed and unspoken. They are free living in a world that allows us to be, unquestioned by friends and family, in a system that allows complicity. Like some bus of old that allowed segregation, not recognising we all deserve the same destination. Living goes on in a world of different skin. His life briefly shone remembered as a beautiful thing. Change takes so long, but change we have to bring until the hatred has gone, like right? the and come. Next time, it might be your son. So thanks so much for listening in 2022 and really hope you've enjoyed every single episode that we've put together this year. And as always we really encourage you to get in touch with us on education policy at community-tu.org. If you've got anything you'd like to comment on, any subjects or issues you'd like us to talk about, or you'd just like to leave some feedback.
1: Don't forget to like and subscribe and we will be back with you in 2023. Have a very happy Christmas and a fantastic new year.